Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. In the studio with me this afternoon, I've got my second guest, and it's Linda Knight. Good afternoon, Linda. Hi. Hi it's it's <laughs> lovely to have you here with us today. Um, Linda is um, running a business called Horsley Health, which we'll find out a little bit more in a moment. But first of all, Linda, you used to be in accounting and finance. Um, mm. Tell us what, how on earth you managed to change your career and, and what prompted you to do that. Right. Well, um, yes, it's true. I mean, my original, my, my original education was in accounting. I have a bachelor's uh, in accounting from Arizona State University and an MBA also from uh, from the um, uh, institution in America. And I spent 10 years working in accounting and uh, finance. I worked on the oil markets. I was a, I worked, I managed the short-term foreign exchange desk for a multinational in Oslo for a few years. And um, I really enjoyed that. You know, I was definitely more of a business person. I had absolutely no interest in science or health and uh, but 21 years ago, uh, six months after I relocated to the UK, my eldest daughter, Charlotte, got very sick and literally almost died. Mm-hmm. So um, she, had a sore th- she had a sore throat initially, and I didn't think too much about it. She'd always had sore throats. I'd always had sore throats. My mother had always had sore throats. I just thought this was something in our family. So, but it did get quite bad, so I took her to the local doctor, and he assured me that she was fine and that I was overreacting. So I took her home, and it just got worse. And two days later, I took her back, and and I had the same situation. And um, and then a couple of days later, she got up in the morning and had her breakfast and uh, started having problems breathing. So mm. we rushed her to the local hospital, and um, immediately they put her into the intensive care unit because wow. she had a very severe infection in a flap of skin in her throat called epiglottis and it was cutting off her air supply so i mean i should say right here before we go any further that i do have the utmost respect for you know orthodox medicine and i I, although i work in what's you know so-called alternative medicine i do really firmly believe in cooperation between the two and the people in the intensive care unit the staff there were just exceptional you know they were amazing but it was a very traumatic obviously very traumatic time Mm -hmm. she was literally placed across from a nurse in case they had to do a tracheotomy and um and she had she was three days getting intravenous steroids and antibiotics and i spent that time with her just sort of reflecting on you know how it had what had happened how we'd gotten to the state because i really felt like i i'd done everything you know that i'd fed her properly Mm -hmm. that i'd done everything I was supposed to do to keep her healthy, and yet here we were. And so during that time, I I also started thinking about myself, and I realized that, um, you know, looking back on my own health history, I had been quite uh, a sickly child. I had been underweight. I'd had a lot of sore throats. I'd had tonsillitis and strep throat, which is one of the reasons probably why I I just assumed that she would be okay. Um, when I was 14, I had glandular fever, which is a breakdown of the endocrine system. When I was 16, I started getting eczema, um, quite severe eczema, and then I had hay fever, so then I was on steroids. And mm-hmm. and then when I was um, going through grad school, I started having other problems. I ended up having several operations, and that culminated in my doctor, my surgeon, telling me that I would never have children. I would hmm. never have children. And if he had known how bad things were in my, with my fallopian tubes, he would have taken them out because they would never serve me. And I would only have problems. So, so that was my, you know, that, that was sort of what I, that was what I expected. Anyway, mm-hmm. as I, when I went through grad school, I actually met somebody, a Norwegian, 
man. And uh, a year and a half after I graduated, I, and I had been, I worked with Monsanto, the company GM company, for a little for about a year and a half, and then I moved to Norway. And um, so I moved in June. We were going to get married the following May. And it was quite a shock because mm-hmm. coming from, I've been living in America, going to mm-hmm. Norway, mm-hmm. back this was in 95, it was a very big change in lifestyle. So, you know, there wasn't really fast food, which I had been living on for several years going mm. through university. Um, we lived right in the middle of the city, so parking was an issue and petrol was expensive and so were cars. So I started walking to work, so that was a good half hour each way. And I was getting a lot more fresh air than I normally would. And... Um, so I, I moved there, and as I said, I moved there in June. We were getting married in May. Well, in February, three months before my wedding, I found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was amazing to me because I'd been told I couldn't get pregnant. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, six weeks after that, I had a miscarriage. And I'm now was distraught because I'd been told, I, you know, I thought, well, this is my one chance. But I had this mm-hmm. amazing Norwegian doctor who said, Linda, if you got pregnant once, you can get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and incredibly, I did. On my honeymoon, three months later, I got pregnant again. Oh. Um, and then I, and I had, that went full term, and I had my daughter, Charlotte. But during that time, I was very sick. And I had what Kate Middleton had, which is that hyperemesis, where that oh, constant yes. throwing up. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that pregnancy, so I was in and out of the hospital getting fluids, and it was just a nightmare. But the end of that pregnancy, I met somebody at a party, a, a man who told me that his wife had, had the same problem, but she had used acupuncture, and it had been amazing for her. Mm-hmm. So I remembered that. And then, so six months after I had Charlotte, once again, I got pregnant. So this is the woman who'd been told she could not get pregnant, mm-hmm. third pregnancy in, what, less than two years. And within six or seven weeks, it was apparent I was going to have the same problems with this Mm. pregnancy. I was so ill and I was so desperate that I looked into seeing an acupuncturist. I'd never seen one before. So I went, made an appointment with this woman, and um, I hadn't eaten for several days. I was feeling terrible. And I went in. She put four needles in me. I I laid on that table for... I don't know, 40 minutes. I walked out. I felt amazing. Mm. I went to the closest restaurant. I had a huge breakfast. I felt incredible, and I felt great for days. Then it started to wear off a bit, and I had to go back. But this kept me out of the hospital. So Mm. at that point, I understood that there was something... It, very interesting about acupuncture, but I, you know, I was a business person. I, I really didn't think about it. Um, but this was, so, so that sort of took me up to um, reflecting on, you know, what actually had made that possible. You know, why was I able to get pregnant? Why was when I was told that I that yeah, I couldn't? Yeah. And really, it was I realized it was all about my lifestyle changes. Mm. So I'm sitting looking at Charlotte, thinking something has to change here, right? So I started looking into nutrition. When, and I studied a little bit on my own after she got out of the hospital, and I became much more interested, and I decided to formalize it. So I went to study at the College of Naturopathic Medicine in London. I studied there for three years, got my qualification in nutrition, and in the ensuing years, I studied uh, kinesiology, which is um, based on acupuncture. I didn't mm. really want to go back and study acupuncture because it's a very long study, I, and kinesiology was very interesting and useful for you. Um, you know, testing people for nutritional yeah. deficiencies and so forth. Yeah. And then I decided, and I studied privately with an acupuncturist, um, just a th- Chinese medical theory, and I fi- finally decided to go back and study it myself. And uh, and so I did that. I, I went back a few years ago and studied um, at the Coll- College of Integrated Chinese Medicine in Reading. I studied Chinese medicine and acupuncture for three and a half years. And mm. and so that's and that's that's how I got where I am now. But what was interesting is during this whole process was just seeing how the health of myself and my family really improved. So, yeah. you know, my eczema, for example, which I'd had for 
probably, you know, two decades, just sort of melted away, mm. as did my hay fever. You know, my, my weight went down to sort of my optimal weight, and, uh, you know, Charlotte's uh, sore throats went away. And mm. so it was, um, that was sort of the the lesson for me was that all of these things that I had thought were, were genetic actually were simply imbalances yeah. and they, that were being... Um, supported by my behavior. Yeah. So when I, when I, what I do with my clients is, um, you know, I work with usually with nutrition and either acupuncture or kinesiology or nutrition on its own to see where they have imbalances mm-hmm. and how we can, you know, change those through lifestyle and perhaps, you know, kinesiology and acupuncture. Mm, fascinating. And, and you're absolutely right that it's something we talk about all the time on this show that, you can change you know so many chronic conditions Mm. can be cured literally cured if Mm. you just take care of yourself this is it it's just so it's really it's about being a little bit of a detective a private detective about your own health because we are all different and I think that's what's so confusing you know you open up a magazine and it says you know 10 healthiest foods well there are no 10 healthiest foods it's what's right for yeah. you, and also yeah. what's right for you at that moment in your life, yeah. right? You have to eat in a way that supports you. So that's really um, sort of the message I try to give my clients. And and when people take that on board and they're willing to make change, um, you know, you can see some really remarkable improvements, and yeah. that's incredibly rewarding. Yes. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You can see improvements yeah. so quickly. Well, Linda, we're running out of time, sadly. So maybe you could give your website details if people want to be able to get hold of you. Yes, absolutely. So my, my website is horsleyhealth.co.uk. So that's horsleyhealth.co.uk. Um, and I also work out of Fine Fettle Clinic in Bookham okay. in Surrey as well. Okay. And they can email you via the website. Yes, they, they absolutely can. Yes. Okay. That's perfect. Linda, thank, thank you. you so much for talking to us today. Thank you so much for having me. That was Linda Knight from Horsley Health uh-huh. talking to us about um, her, really her journey, her story. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not keep up to date with The Sound of Surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app.